When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, this is Chad Daniels and you have landed in the middle of somewhere. Thanks for coming back across from me as Cy Amundsen. Listen, motherfucker, what is with the way you wear your your earbuds? Hi everyone. Your earpods. Hi everyone. Your, I'm just kidding. Hi everyone, it's nice to see you. I, I don't know if that made sense. Hello everyone. I'm a guy who apparently can't get his headphones right. I love podcasts. Let me just tell you what happens. So you... You stick your AirPods out of your ears sure. to the side. Yep. Like you're trying to catch other people, like you're trying to entrap other people in conversations so you can hear them louder. But when you speak, it sounds like you're underwater for the first seven words. So I understand. And maybe it's a fashion thing. But when I asked you to put it down towards your face, how the creators at Apple designed it, you said you have weird ears. I didn't say weird ears. I don't ears. think you have weird ears. I, I say you have weird ears. ears. No, I didn't say weird ears. I just said. What did you say? I don't remember, but I wouldn't have said weird because I'm working on the way I speak about myself. Oh, well, I might have said maybe, unique ears. Maybe you should get some of your breakfast taco out of your mustache before I start speaking about you poorly. Now, well, listen, I'm sorry. I'm grumpy. Oh, I'm no. grumpy because I'm on. fucking tired. You showed up to today's podcast the way you showed up to Mike Cronin's first podcast. Very different reasons, I assume, but you looked you looked like you were on a different planet when you arrived today. I'm very tired and I didn't have time to uh, have coffee. Because what I do is sometimes at night, I'll, I'll, be, I'll look at Instagram or I'll be doing Spanish on my app and it's too loud for nighttime. So I turn it way down and then I forget to turn it up. And then here is what my alarm sounds like. I do the jitterbug. I do the jitterbug, and that's it. I can barely hear it. Normally, it's like, I do the jitterbug, I do the jitterbug, and I can I get up. I wake me up before you go-go, so I get up on that shit, but today, it was like, I, I didn't even hear it, so I woke up late. I got here. I didn't have coffee. I'm grumpy. Is that the actual lyrics of the song? Is it, I do the jitterbug? I have no fucking idea. I just know he wakes me up. Before you go-go, yeah. I am not, so you've been struggling, let's be fair. You have been struggling since the Acme 30, our favorite club celebrated 30 right. years in business. You on the last night, you got after it, booze and games wise. And you, we you, got drunk. Do you think that's a fair way to describe or do you think it's a little more than that? Because it seems I think it's a little more than that. We played left, right, center. Everyone was just hanging out, having a good time, catching up with old friends. And I stood up on the bar and I bellowed, ladies and gentlemen, gather your ones. We're about to play left, right, center. And then uh, there's this guy there. Uh, his name's Rich Miller. He uh, used to book a club in town. He you know, owns club, blah, 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 books a lot of clubs. And he was like, what are you talking about? Get off the bar. And so I was already drunk. Because David Huntsberger and Bent Washburn and I went to a bar called Cuzzy's at 3.30 in the afternoon after a walk. We were like, let's just go get a beer. And then we went there at 3.30. And then at 7 o'clock, we had to run from Cuzzy's to the club to watch the first show. And uh, we were already drunk. And so I just, I never was without a drink in my hand. I was pretty drunk. That was the night that we fell back with our clocks. We fell back. Mm -hmm. And we were there still until 5 in the morning after the clocks had reset. So that means 6. It was almost like we were on Eastern time. And uh, we played a lot of dice and we drank a lot of stuff. And then it was funny because then I went to the dinner the next day <clears throat> and someone asked me, well, did you do any shots? And I said, no. And then someone said, oh, yeah, you did. And so that's how my night was. And because I wasn't trying to be dishonest, that was a legitimate answer. 
And I, I'm glad, before you, we introduce our <coughs> guest, I'm glad you gave all that context, because I just want to read the text that you sent to me on late Monday afternoon, which oh, no. is two full days after the drinking. All it right. said was, I feel like I've had HIV since 2003, and it's just hitting me. Oh, yeah, that sounds right. <laughs> I mean, and that, uh, <laughs> I forgot I sent you that, but that's exactly how I felt. Well, la exactly how ladies felt. and gentlemen, we have a guest here today. He is a man. He's from Cincinnati, Ohio. He's a man that Chad and I have both worked with. He's a man whose mixtape we've promoted on this show. And you may recognize him from the almost ran out of gas in the rental car and then did run out of gas when we got there story. Yeah. It's Ran Barnaclo, everybody. Ran Barnaclo. Hello, Ran. Hello. Did Chad, that text message, like, that really, that really kind of hurt me. I, I'm still recovering. <laughs> Saying that you've had HIV, yeah. feel, it, we've all felt that way. I felt that way yesterday. You look like you feel that way right now. Hey, buddy. Ran, hey, bud. Take it yeah. easy on me. You got cream cheese no, in the I'm corners coming of your hard. mouth. I'm, I'm coming hard. It's not cream cheese. <laughs> it's probably mayonnaise. I put mayonnaise on my breakfast taco, which is a bummer. Wait a minute. You put mayonnaise <sighs> on a breakfast taco with bacon and locks. You don't put cream cheese with your locks. That's what I, I can't have cheese because it's inflammatory and I'm trying to get my calories up so daddy can, you know, be pound for oh, pound, man. you know, up with the big boys again. Yeah. Uh, I forgot you have a bunch of rules. Yeah, I do. Randy, um, <laughs> <Yeah>. can I, <laughs> can I, normally we tell people where we know the person, uh, Instead, what I would like to do, because we just know you from comedy. You, you came up at one of our favorite clubs, Go Bananas in Cincinnati. We both worked with you. We both spent time with you. The end. I just want to give your essence to the people oh, before God. we start this show. Because I would describe you. First of all, he told us he was recording in his apartment. And no shit, it looks like he has a fake wall sitting in, in front of another brick wall. <laughs> There's it's just a, a fucking wall. bicycle in the back there. There's weird shoot like this. There's no part. At best, this is an entryway. At worst, it's a trap. This is my, um, this is, this is my dining room, you piece of shit. <laughs> How dare you? Huge bummer. I would describe you are one of my favorite people to be around, and you're also one of the most exhausting people to be around on yeah. the planet. I would say you are like. If the Tasmanian devil was pretty good at improv, okay. that's what it feels like. Okay. All right. Well, it's very sweet of you. Um, you're one of my favorite yeah. people. Yeah, to be I around. guess. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're one of my favorite people to be around, period. And that's all I'll say. <laughs> well, I had to I had to give people your energy because we're going to put on the show page on Instagram, on the show's Instagram page. You and I were in Cincinnati a couple years ago, and we came across one of those insufferable dance drum circles. We were just out in the community, and there was like 16 people. What do they call that? Where people are like dance fighting and fucking banging Capoeira. drums. And there we go. That's what it's called. Yeah. And there were a ton of people watching, and you walked 18 or so feet to the left, and just started dancing and flailing your arms in a manner that I didn't think was possible for a human being. Yeah. And to this day, it's like my favorite video I that I have in my possession. So we'll put that on the show page. And Wait, you have a video wanders. of that? I have a video of that. I did take oh, yeah, a video. I've seen of it. There's it. a video. There's definitely video footage. Oh, great. <laughs> you look like one of those uh, sprinklers that kids run through and then... There's a lawsuit about because it whipped them on their yeah, calf. Yeah. You look like you look like if one of those, uh, you know, the car salesman flailing arm men did like a hefty amount of meth. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I don't remember that. I remember when you were at last time you were at Go Bananas uh, all weekend. Uh, you kept doing, you kept yelling to me at the door, and we kept riffing uh, yes. from the door. Yeah, like well, we that was, uh, yeah, they booked me, <laughs> and since I draw a big crowd already, that's right. Uh, 
Burt Kreischer was also in town, and then somebody like it was like Chris Rock or fuck, yeah. some, somebody else, and so. I worked to a solid 14 people all no, weekend. It was more people than that. <laughs> it was it was at best 16 people. And anybody who's seen me knows I handle adversity on the stage really well. So really well. about eight minutes in when I wasn't doing the way I wanted to be doing, I just melted down and started having a conversation with you in the back of the room each show. And people did not enjoy it. <laughs> no, yeah, right. We have I, don't, I don't think that's true. I've heard the story. Brian, why don't you tell the story in a positive light? Cy, Cy was doing great. Everybody enjoyed his stand-up comedy as they are one to do. That's how I talk now. Yeah, huh? you know what I think? Maybe Cy does need to put some fucking cream cheese on that breakfast taco <laughs> and inflame his happy cells. Yeah. Yeah. Do you very... have happy cells? Is that a thing? Are you <laughs> yeah. are you eating, uh, are you sure it's uh, not a defamatory thing, mayonnaise on your brain? breakfast taco because you need to be nicer to yourself it was a real stretch of a joke but i'm gonna take it uh ran as a side note you do look like chad just said happy cells if there was a cartoon about happy cells and grumpy cells you do look like one of the grumpy cells yeah no you are dressed you have like a uh, robber yeah you do you look like (laughs) you look like you're going to an audition for like a new version of home alone yeah i'm a wet bandit you have an yeah, yeah, you look like a wet bandit. He has an, an all-black zipped-up hoodie, but it's not stylish. It's like a Hanes one. It and is. then he's got one of those sea captain uh, – the hat is dope, but it is a sea captain stocking mm-hmm. cap. Yeah. And with your beard, yeah, you do look like you say the word, like, <laughs> swalls, you know, and shit like that. It's squalls, but I'll take swalls. Well, there's no way you there's no way you, you're, you're killing me, swalls. <laughs> there's no way you pronounce it correctly is my point. Squills. Um, so anyway, Squills Amundsen was doing uh, stand up at Go Bananas and he's dorking around. He's making the people laugh. Everybody's slapping their knees. People can't believe they've never laughed this way in their life. That's what I heard. And uh, he was Very having nice so day. much fun. In fact, he decided to talk to me while I was standing by the door because he's I don't know if you know this about side, but he's so tall he can look over the lights from the stage. He doesn't have to look under them, which is amazing. <laughs> And he was talking. I thought you were going to say he's. I thought you were going to say he's so insecure that if he's not doing well, he has to bring one of the people working the door into the show. <laughs> yeah, well, I was spread the door. spread the blame around. So when they leave, they're like, "Sigh, that wasn't the best set ever ran." It's a rough, rough job of working the door. Though. Yeah, really rough yeah, job. I was doing a bad job. Uh, well, I was like a, I was like a newer comic, so I didn't know, I didn't know like I, I should talk. If, if you guys talk to me, I, if I should talk back, but you and I were kind of friends at that point, we had known each other, what, a couple of years and you, uh, yeah, long enough for sure. You, you started talking, you started talking to me about, you started asking me questions and I would only answer. That's right. Si. I would only do that in the back. So you would be like, Ram, we going to go out tonight. And I'd be like, yeah, we are Si. And I would like get a little laugh. And then you'd be like, what are so we going to do? You were his flavor flavor. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, I was just yeah, You were sure. just his yes, man. Okay. And so that happened a couple times. He'd ask me these kind of just whatever remedial questions and th- that didn't need much of an answer. And then he goes, uh, Ran, are you, are you, uh, Ran, now I heard this, are you pregnant? And I said, yep. And he goes, uh, he goes, whose is it? And I said, it's yours, Cy. And then, uh, he goes, what are we going to do with the baby? I said, we're going to kill it. And Cy, and Cy like crumpled on the stage. The, the yeah. audience liked it, but he didn't talk to me anymore for the rest of the weekend. So. <laughs> It is one of my favorite memories in stand-up. Ran, I'm going to tell the people here, unless Chad would like to describe how Ran looks. I think we nailed it with Wet Bandit and Sea <laughs> Captain, but I think he's also ripping a vape every couple minutes or so. Yeah. You know, yeah. so there's there's a lot of different ways we can go with it. But unless, you know, Chad, unless you have something you'd like to stick in here, I can get him into his stories. He do, he does look like when he when he exhales a plume of smoke. <clears throat> that he would also go, you know how to bread fish dicks, right? <laughs> he looks like that's the next question out of his mouth after he takes a, a deep pull off of that thing. Yeah, you look like the cigarettes. sort of guy. You look like the sort of guy who people are like, what should we get him? And everybody for every gift you've ever gotten just gets you a raincoat. I would so, love that. 
Uh, Ran, as our listeners know, we go like, hey, what are some stories you want to tell? Just send us a list of topic sentences so we, we kind of know what we're getting into. And uh, Ran sent his stories over multiple days, over mm-hmm. multiple texts. And each one of them, if you're like, oh, that sounds like the plot of a, a storyline on a Jerry Springer episode. I'd be like, uh-huh, yeah. So I'm, I don't even, I'm going to do my best to execute and get you into these things. Uh, and I'm going to start with, you had a boss one time, Rand. Why don't you tell us about your boss? <laughs> well, thank you. It, it was my... I, so any, just to let you know, Rand, we have stepped on punchlines yeah. by reading the actual story yeah. from the text message. And so now it's just like, uh, boss, yeah. go. I, uh, um, Ran Saturday garlic. <laughs> um, I, I, uh, yeah, I've had a lot of jobs. Like probably, I don't know, everyone on this podcast right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm, hey, wait, true. Chad, you strike me as a guy. Have you ever been fired? Probably not, right? Or mass. I, I have been fired a couple times, but mostly I would just. Um, so Eddie Gosling, who is one of the funniest guys in the whole world, yeah. has a has a joke where he goes, um, I've never been fired. I have quit. I'm probably still on some schedules. I just didn't show up. Yeah. And and I think that's very similar to me where it's like I could still be on the on the payroll, just not getting a check because I have not shown up for several reasons. When I was younger, I had. Every ba- uh, grocery bagging job in town, there were three of them. Yeah. And apparently grocery stores don't talk to one another because I would just go get a new job. I would start bagging and they're like, do you work here? And I'm like, nope, but look at this. And they're like, I guess you work here now. And that's how I would get my job. <laughs> and then I would leave the same way. I would just realize that the movie wasn't done yet and I didn't want to go to work and so I didn't show up. You got your jobs the way Willie Mays Hayes made the Cleveland Indians in Major League? <laughs> yes, that's exactly right. <laughs> they, they took me out of my bunk or they took me out of the room on my bunk, put me way away from the store and I just came back and started bagging groceries. Well, I'll tell you, I have only been fired. Oh, you've never quit. Never quit. Been fired only. That's what I love about you. That's what I love about you. You're not a quitter. <laughs> I, uh, I've only been fired because I decided a long time ago, getting fired is fucking hilarious. I think it's so funny. <laughs> when so- when somebody has to walk up to you and fire you, it's so, I'm like, here they come. <laughs> I know the face. I love getting fired. It's my favorite. So do you, so do you do a job when you want to quit, you keep showing up, but just do things poorly until they fire you? Yes. Yeah, that's how I end relationships. <laughs> let, me, let me put it to you like this. I had perfect attendance in school, and I dropped out, okay? So, I, I, I mean, I that's the only thing I ever quit. I love to get fired. So my first real job, my, my family, my mom, me, my parents are divorced, so it was my mom, my little brother, Tony, and me. We all, we all went to a swim club. And it wasn't like a of hoity. course your brother's name is Tony. Of course, we're Italian. Yeah. So, so we went to this. If you told me you had a sister named fucking Spaghetti, it wouldn't <laughs> surprise me. <Yeah. laughs> so, fucking is a weird first name for Italians because a lot of them are Catholic. Yeah. Hi, I'm fucking Spaghetti Barnacolo. <laughs> so we, so we, it wasn't like a nice swim club. There was like you know like like uh, trees growing in the tennis courts, and it you know it was like. It was like, hey, we can come here. There, it's, you're saying there were not minorities bringing you pina colada. No, 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 no. It wasn't like that. Sure. Um, it was just like Thank God. the neighborhood swim club, and we were. Yeah. And I got a job there uh, at the at the snack bar, which everything was a quarter. I think I'm 15 years old, 14, 15, something like that. No, I was yeah, I was 14. So I'm I'm sitting around. I'm like, you know, I'm counting everything. A golden retriever that knew math could do this job. So I was sitting there and I was giving choco tacos and pretzels out. But when you're a boy, you've all been boys. You you notice girls and all the lifeguards. Sure. Uh, all the lifeguards were they were like probably 19, but to me there were adult models yeah and of course. so on my break i would go up in the lifeguard chair and talk to sp- this specific lifeguard 
I thought she had a crush on me. I was 14. She probably didn't. She could drive. I couldn't. So I would go up there. I, I hate I hate to do I hate to give the the second Sandlot reference, but you're like squints at this point. I, I was a little bit cooler than squints. I'll have you know. No, no, I believe that. But I mean, you you you're there. You have a crush on the lifeguard. I sure did. She was my Wendy Peppercorn. Yeah. So okay. we have an those. Italian. You're an Italian squints. Go on. <laughs> so anyway, everybody called up. you squats. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, do you like me? So I walk up to this this, this lifeguard like every time I'm the on The beast. Break. He has the ball. It was a Babe Ruth's ball. The beast took it. Why? Who? No, that was equally as unfunny as it was a bad impression it was pretty good and i was laughing so, benny the jet <laughs> benny the jet is going to steal a home benny the jet rodriguez said is an italian is pretty funny um <laughs> so but my boss was this lady and i shan't say her whole name but let's just say we love whole a, names let it rip her name's sue cash and this lady was a real piece of shit <laughs> Also, the hat you're wearing right now, I knew at some point today you were going to say, I shan't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I shan't say, uh, but I, okay, whatever. So she was the manager. My mom would come to the swim club. My mom would read like a John Grisham book while me and my brother dicked around and swam and tried to hit on lifeguards sure. or whatever. And so that's the first place I ever smoked a cigarette was on the basketball courts down there. I have a lot of good memories there. So we're, uh, I, I'm, I'm working, I'm counting quarters. I get my break. There's a double lifeguard chair for like diving meets. You know what I'm talking about? Diving mm -hmm. competitions. Oh, so they, they're ju the judges chairs. Yeah, yeah. the judges yeah. chairs, but they're high up, but they're at the deep end. And uh, the lifeguard, the apple of my damn eye, she was up there. So I was like, I'll jam over there. I'll talk to her. I won't get in any sort of snafu. But the manager sees me go out and walk up. It's during adult swim, sees me walk up there. And now she comes flying out of the office. You know, like when Uma Thurman gets out of the grave and kill Bill, like all the dust flying off of her, that walk. <laughs> she was doing that walk. And she's like a pretty big lady at this time. I haven't seen her in yeah, years. Yeah, we know her name's Sue Cat. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen her in years. She's. I hope she's on fire right now. But she's 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 walking towards the lifeguard and she's screaming at me. She's screaming in a way where it was like it was over the line. She was yelling at me like I was like her son. You know what I mean? <laughs> Even my mother. Oh, yeah. I saw my mom. I clocked Barbie from far away and she like <laughs> looks up. My mom was like put like closing her book like, am I going to? drowned sue cash today so i'm on the lifeguard chair and i have nowhere to go i'm trapped and then sue starts mashing up the ladder like a deem like a demon she's like coming up the ladder and i was like oh my god dude she's gonna you're like a tree raccoon at this point yeah dude, you're like I'm a, a tree, tree raccoon <laughs> from where the red fern grows yeah, you I'm have nowhere to go and here comes this bloodhound she's firing up here and, I, and so she's she gets up on the lifeguard thing now my lady loves she bailed she jumped right into the water because she knew i was in big trouble the whole you could hear you could hear a quarter drop from the snack bar through the whole through the whole uh swim club and i'm like here we go and she's yelling at me and she points me in the chest i'm 14 year old boy and she points me she hits me with a little point and i looked at my mom and my mom kind of gave me a shoulder shrug because my mother knows me she was like well Go ahead. And I shoved Sue Cash into the pool from the lifeguard chair. <laughs> Biggest splash, screaming. People were like, oh, shit. And then she comes out of the, she comes out of the water. And she's like, you're fucking fired. And I was like, I don't give a shit. You know what I mean? I don't care. I just jumped into the pool with my clothes on. I really tried to lead a rebellion, but yeah, I got in big trouble, but then I didn't work there, but we were still members of the swim club. So I saw her every day. She hated me. So, so so now you you go to the swim club after pushing your boss in the pool and now you don't even have to work now you're just hanging out like a rich kid right yeah yeah Buy, buying stuff for quarters yeah. this is amazing yeah yeah my mom laughed when i pushed her into the pool like we, so we got into the car and my mom was like that was fucking crazy that was crazy <laughs> she was like that was, i mean that was hilarious but that you can't act like that and i was like well come on <laughs> come on mad at me your son I love my favorite part of that story. Well, no, not my favorite part, but a, a glossed over part that I really enjoyed 
is how you just casually were like, you know, the good times, like when I started a cancer habit as a wee baby on the basketball court, <laughs> oh, yeah. and they just kept going. No, dude. Yeah, I, under a tree somehow. I got peer pressure. You know how I'm sucking on a vape every two minutes during this podcast? Ah, the memories, the basketball court. I was young, and it all started. <laughs> I'm sucking the vape because I'm a little nerved out by you. You're pacing around. You're staring with your icy eyes. It would be great if you got in the car and your mom, Barb, was like, you are my second favorite man ever. And then Tony's behind you and gets excited. Yeah. And you go, who's that, mom? And she just goes, Leonardo da Vinci. <laughs> All right. Ran, What's your next story? Ran, we're gonna know I'm not I'm not gonna let him I'm not gonna let him leave childhood. We're gonna stay in childhood, Ran. So I'm gonna keyword you. Fourteen neighbor house. Oh, okay. So you know how kids start rumors. <laughs> you know how, you know how kids start rumors about people that are unfounded? You know about these? No, sure. I, I, I don't know anything about that. I still live in the uh, small town I was born in. Tell me <laughs> yeah, more. Yeah, you have no idea what this is like, Chad. But when, when, uh, when, I was a, when I was a boy coming up, jamming around the neighborhood, a lot of my friends were, I don't know, we weren't bad. We didn't like start fires or anything. But we would, you know, you throw an egg, you hit a toilet paper. And um, one, of the, one of the, there was a new dude that moved in. He's just a single older guy with glasses and everybody at school was like, that guy's a pedophile. And we were like, what? <laughs> we need to dispense justice on this piece of shit. I need to pause this. I'm so sorry to do this to you. But did you say throw an egg and hit Thank a you. toilet paper? Yeah, that's what I heard as well. I wouldn't be able to focus on the story mm -hmm. because to me, I'm seeing you throw an egg and try to get it to land in the, in the cardboard roll. Yep. Like it's a minute to win it. That's called this. And I just need to know. That's called this. That's not what you were doing. That's called this. You Cincinnati were throwing eggs. hole bounce. No, that no. We were throwing <laughs> eggs and tossing toilet paper up in the. Okay. In, okay. In the tree. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I knew that I, I'm, I have a brain that doesn't let that shit go. And I needed to clear it up before I heard I the meant rest of hit a toilet paper as in hit a house with toilet paper or a tree. Or yep. I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. I'm, you... I'm not trying to call you on grammar. I'm just, I, I need to explain. No, that's fine. I would and love to. <laughs> when you said, you know how kids start rumors. Yeah, I do. Cause when I was a child. <laughs> oh, we're, thank God I rewound. Now it doesn't seem like so far away. When I was a child, I had baggy pants on. I think I've told this story probably several times on the podcast. Flushed a urinal, got a whole bunch of urinal water. Everybody in school accused me of pissing my pants. Did the, like, I'm going to, like, I genuinely wanted to go to a different school, but we grew up in Worthington. They're like, this is the school. There's not other schools. You can't leave the school. And so then I just picked a random kid and told everybody I caught him jacking off in the bathroom. And it's yeah. probably, I, it worked really well. And it's one of the things, one of the few things in life I feel really bad about. Oh, man. Some people. Yeah, dude, there were so many rumors. I mean, there's a kid that I haven't seen in 30 years because of a rumor. We threw rocks at this kid. Anyway, so this is what. This Whoa, <laughs> why don't why don't we let's unpack that yeah. for a second. You're not going to just ride off into the sunset with that one sentence. Why don't you unpack that? A there was this kid in my grandma's neighborhood that he had older parents and he would walk walk their old uh golden retriever up and down the street he wasn't like friends with our friend group and sure. um one of the guys in my friend group goes all right we need to get rocks this guy i saw him fucking his dog and as a kid we were just like yep that's true so <laughs> so we were just fucking pricks we were just bad that was that was horrible i still feel bad about that um i should send that, that guy, guy sounds like he's one of the verses on a crash test dummy song <laughs> yeah dude mm -hmm. once there was this boy who got accused of sliding inside of his dog so ran test rocks i can't my my throat i can't do the impressions i can't do the songs i don't know why i keep trying and failing also ran thank you so much for taking a story that made me feel horrible about myself that rumor i started mm -hmm. and just 
ratcheting it up. I was like, I lied about a kid jerking off. Yeah, well, we threw stones at a guy that we accused of fucking his dog. So you really saved us. Yeah, you really saved my reputation over here. Okay, so you're... And I'm not done. And I'd like to thank Cy for taking the lead on a softball that I threw when he knew he wouldn't be able to finish it. (laughs) You know what? If we've learned one thing about this podcast, it's if there's a joke to be made and there's somebody to make it, it's Chad, but I'm going to make the joke and I'm going to execute it at about 70%. (laughs) Okay, I'm going to shut up for the rest of this whole story. I'm not going to promise that. (laughs) It's uh, So anyway, these... These kids came. This guy lived like he's single. He wore glasses and that's all. And he lived in a house by himself. (laughs) And and a couple of my friends, probably the dog fucker guys came in. They would love rumors. They were fucking Fleetwood Mac out here. And they come in and they go, they go, you know, a pedophile moved in on the street. And I said, what? And then they go, you know what we should do? We should egg his house in the daytime. And I said, you're never been more right. So we, we went and went to our parents' refrigerators. We took a bunch. This is before the days of cage free. This is when you could get a hard egg. You know what I mean? And we, oh, we got, we got a bunch of eggs. We put them in our, our, our black Hanes hoodies. And we walked, we walked up to this guy's house. And we just start drilling his house with eggs. Dri- I mean, I mean, we probably all had seven eggs. I mean, there there had to be thirty five eggs. This man was at work when we did this. Well, when we threw this is eggs daytime. At his house, daytime, probably four p.m. after school. We uh, we take off we take off running away from his house because we're like, oh yeah, this is the day, and there are cars driving by. So we take off running. And uh, you know the telephone poles that have the like the little high tension wire, now sure. th- that go into the ground, like a uh-huh. I don't know if it's support I don't know what it is, but it's a metal wire. Now they yes, now they is. put the yellow things on it so you can see them, but we didn't have yellow things. And my friend John ran face first into one of those, Ooh. and he still had eggs Whoa. in his pocket. So this man is egged, <laughs> and now he's got the Newport cigarette blood blistered across his entire forehead. <laughs> and we and he's like dude am i gonna die i was we were like we don't know we've never seen anything like this you might die you might have cut your i said he cut his brain open from the inside somehow another it, rumor it yeah, looked exactly. crazy right and he's a hypochondriac so we go to his mom's house and we're like you know that's like where we kind of hung out at john's mom's house everybody was like that blood blister's crazy you're never gonna heal you've turned yourself into a freak <laughs> And so then we go to school the next day. And when we're at school the next day, this kid comes up to us and at lunch and he goes, Hey, did you guys egg my house yesterday? And we were like, we egged a pedophile's house. So no. (laughs) And, and, And he goes, my dad and mom just got divorced. So what actually happened was we egged a divorced guy's house is all that happens. We just egged the divorced man in the neighborhood's house. Who's probably had it pretty hard. If we're being honest. We didn't go clean it or anything. I mean, this isn't a Hallmark movie, but we were like, Psh, we need to be more discerning with what we do. <laughs> yeah, it's it's always kids that have the best ideas. Like, well, maybe we should soak this sheet in some gasoline yeah. and then throw it over a walkway railing and light it on fire. Yeah. I don't know why that came to my head. Maybe I've done that. Yeah. But listen, here's something else I've done. You know the wire you were talking about? Yeah. <clears throat> we used to, you would have to uh, boat over to this landing area that looked like it was, it, like you were just in the woods. Like like uh, society didn't exist until you got to this power line. And we would have three guys pull on the power line, pull down on it as hard as you could. And then the fourth guy would jump up and grab the highest point and then we would all let go and you would shoot into the air oh my god so it was almost like a a human slingshot it was so much fun until it wasn't yeah it's like what you need to do in that point is you need to shake everybody's hand to assess their grip strength (laughs) because because we had one guy who apparently wasn't born with forearm muscles (laughs) 
And he just like let go and hurt himself, yeah. and then we were never allowed to also, go back. Also, that thing, if it cracks up, it'll just rip both your nipples off. You, you guys got to be Absolutely, careful. but nipples grow back, as we know on this podcast. <laughs> Thank you, Starfish Tony. When we were kids, we, uh, you know, when you're young, things that now you have no interest in. Feel- when I was a young warthog. <laughs> you know when you're young? You know when you're young? Uh, things seem like a privilege or like something exciting and now you're an adult they're the most uninteresting like an axe like when you're a 12 year old boy like oh I want to play with that axe and so we had an axe up north and my friend Eric and Joel and uh, Greg and we were all around and we were playing a, a chop that wood which is, by the way, the fucking hillbilly in me is about to come roaring out here. I used to stand on the side of the road with a slingshot. I'd look up in the tree, <laughs> try to find a squirrel, and then I'd say, hell, watch out there, squirrel. I'm going to sling you. So we would play chop that wood, which is obviously you all make a, you put a, somebody puts a piece of wood up on the stand thing, and you all bid on how many hacks it's going to take you to chop that wood. And whoever has the lowest bid gets to try to chop that wood. They can't chop it. They're out. Chad? When you when you would start the game, would you chant chop that wood, like move that bus? Chop we that would do wood. it after the chop person agreed. They're like, I'll do it in four. When when it was set and they were split, we would all go, chop that wood. Very fun. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love it. But my brother Greg, who is now one of the biggest, most beautiful men on the planet, you know, he looks like a... <laughs> He looks like he's a six foot seven Thor. When he was, hey, I don't, I don't know who the Oedipus Rex of brothers is, but I got to figure that out because uh, <laughs> I got to start calling you that. So he, when he was a child, one of his nickname was Noodles because he looked like a kid who would be nicknamed Noodles. You want to talk about squints? He was like super squints, <laughs> and he wasn't really allowed to play chop that wood. And then finally, he got really aggressive, and it was like his turn. And uh, he bullied his way in. And as he wielded the axe backwards, we were all like, well, looks like we're going to have to help Greg attach his fake leg for the next 70 years. (laughs) (laughs) And he missed so aggressively and just barely didn't put an axe in his thigh. Um, Holy shit. Can I can I tell you one more thing? Well, I, I need to say something first. Yeah. Imagine... Just we need to come to the realization that we are as pu- are never going to be as powerful as pubic hair. Sure. I mean, <laughs> pu- pubic hair makes you forget everything you used to love. Oh, that's, yeah. That's, per- that's pretty incredible. It's pretty powerful if you think about it. Because yeah, you're is. talking about axes and remote control cars and all this stuff. And all of a sudden you get a little fucking sprout above your dink. Yeah. And all of a sudden now none of that stuff matters. Yeah. Remote control cars? What are you, a child? Yeah. It's ridiculous. Look at this hair. You think I'm going to drive around a car with a, with a fucking handheld remote? Look at this hair. Uh, I, since you mentioned pedophiles, Ran. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. Segway City. <laughs> we've, Chad and I have been doing this show for so long. I don't remember if we've told these stories or not. Uh, I... We had a, and since we're using first and last names, the cool <laughs> substitute teacher in our junior high school was Todd Lofstrom. Mr. Nice. Lofstrom. You know how the one sub where like, he's cool, he doesn't give a shit. And then yeah. now as an adult, when you find out he was a sex offender, you're like, oh, he was kind of trying to be cool for a bummer reason. <laughs> but we didn't know that he was a pedophile and he was like the cool substitute. And my friend Tyler Neenkirk lived across the highway and a couple blocks over. And we would walk to his house after school. And one day Lofstrom was like, hey, do you guys want to ride? And even he hadn't been outed as a pedophile yet. But even then we were smart enough to go, yes, but we will ride in the bed of the truck. He was like, no, hop in the cab. And we're like, no, we think it'd be cool to be in the bed of the truck. But we didn't think that. We were like... We shouldn't get in a cab with a teacher. That seems insane. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I just I just want to go ahead and say you absolutely have not told this story on the podcast or to me anywhere ever of, at all times. Yeah. And I'm very excited. <laughs> so 
I mean, well, they don't get excited. It's not like it's going to end, you know. This is pretty much the end of it. But we, yeah, we got a ride home from Mr. Lofstrom, and we, like, then we'd see him in the hall. He'd be like, what's up, man? Like, we were, if you would have asked, you know, junior high Cy, what's your relationship like with Mr. Lofstrom? I'd be like, you know, it's pretty great. He's kind of a friend. I think I trust him. I would say he's somebody I trust more than the other teachers. And then I was sitting at home by myself, I think it was after a football game and a news alert came on that he had been arrested in Sioux Falls for like pedophilia. And I was like, oh, that's a, that's a pretty stern lesson on your uh, trust meter there, Cy. <laughs> Sioux Falls, why would you leave Minnesota and go somewhere where they have all the guns to touch their kids? What a weird <laughs> idea that is. Also, we had a uh, orchestra teacher in Fergus Falls uh, High School mi- slash middle school called uh, Kenneth Murray. Kenneth Murray was his name, Ken Murray. And he brought a bunch of kids one time to, I was not in orchestra, but my friend Mark was, and he brought us all to Andy's Tower Hills, which is about an hour away, and you're able to ski and tube. And then on the way home from tubing, I was uh, I had to pee real bad, and so we Uh-oh. had a van. We had a van, and I was sitting in the uh, front. And, and he he'd goes, pee in my mouth, he goes, is you what he pee, said to you. You can pee on the side of the road. <laughs> pee on the side of the road but i have to be able to see you in the mirror because i work for the school and i just remember thinking yeah all right and so then i just peed like locked eyes in the rearview mirror looking at him and, and thinking it was because he wanted to keep me safe. yeah and then and then we found that out and it's awesome because we found out that he was a pedophile <laughs> that after moment people had written yeah after people had written what they wanted to uh, have in the yearbook as their quote. And so, so many people had already turned in, I love Ken Murray, he's my favorite teacher. What was his quote? And then, <laughs> his quote was like, then, I love fucking kids. <laughs> That's how we found out. I, I look back in those yearbooks and see all the love for Ken Murray and just giggle. <laughs> like, imagine, why, imagine wanting a whole Mission Impossible type situation just to go steal your quote back yeah, yeah, yeah i'll be like oh my god you gotta delete it out of all everybody's book that's a long movie i'm surprised yeah, that, no. i'm surprised that you can tell that so easily because if i would have locked eyes while pissing with someone who turned out to be a pedophile i think my skin would have crawled off my body and left the country that's no you know what i think i, I have a t-shirt that says i survived that's it <laughs> That's all it says. Yeah. It says, I survived. And no one ever asked me what it's about. But if they did, oh, hey, you guys know Ken Murray? We had a, we had a teacher in my high school uh, that fought a student with a can opener, and he won. <laughs> it was crazy. <laughs> it was crazy. He was like an old man. Well, you know, I was a kid, but he was like probably like 55. He was his old teacher. And this like punk rock kid, you know, back in the day when that when when you could be punk rock, this kid, he was sitting, he was sitting like, you know, backwards on the chair and he was really disrespectful. And he said something to the teacher. He's the kid was like the kid, Jeremy, I forget his last name, but I remember Mr. McMillan. And this kid, Jeremy (laughs) is like uh, this kid. Jeremy's like, shut up, Mr. McMillan, man. You're like, you're you fucking asshole. Some bullshit like that. And Mr. McMillan was like, why don't me and you just go outside? And I was like, oh, he's oh, yes. And so the whole class just went outside and watched an adult man beat the shit out of a 17 year old. And the, the punk rock kid pulled out one of those old school can openers, you know, like with the hook on it. And <laughs> Mr. McMillan, like he knew fucking Krav Maga, like disarmed him and hit him with like a wrestler head slash. I mean, it was crazy. We were all like, oh, I mean, yeah, dude, it was one of the best days in school history. I think he got fired. I really, I, I, that, that sucks. <laughs> I've always said the day, the day America really, really started taking a turn for the, you know, fuck you, nothing matters, is the day teachers had to stop putting hands on children. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I, I, I know we have some, uh, some Ken Murrays of the world. Right. But, yeah. And again, I, by That's the way, I wasn't at the trial. I don't know if he's guilty or anything, but. So allegedly, but he did get convicted. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I, I watch my ass after Des Moines. But uh, I just, it's crazy that you can't, you can't, you like you can, a child can threaten a teacher. 
and they can't do anything about it. It's so fucking ridiculous. I know my favorite shit is the videos of like bus drivers just beating the ass of anyone on their bus. I love that. Yeah. 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 People on the bus will just be screaming and a bus driver's like, all right, well, I'm going to throw a Mike Tyson style right hook at you. I know you just got off your job at Dollar General, but I'm going to punch your head off. I'm a bus driver. I love that. <laughs> yeah, they're pretty great. Yeah. The bus driver fight videos. Number one. The I've got an idea here. Let me let's have an on air production meeting, Chad. Uh, okay. What say we're having a nice time with old Randall over here. What yeah. say, but we're near where we have to end because you and Justin and I have responsibilities and schedules. So we're about Certainly. at the length of a regular episode. Certainly. But Rand sent me, you know, psychopathic scribblings <laughs> of like 35 stories. Scribblings. Let's say we let, yeah, they, they, well, they were scribblings. Let's say, let's say we let Rand tell one more story Yep. And then we give the audience a healthy to be continued. And sure. then we bring Rand back on for a part two. Yeah, I'm into that quite a bit. And Rand, you should know that everything we've ever told the audience that we were going to do, we actually didn't end up doing. Right. Yeah, yeah. No, I know. I love that. You should also know the only, only person ever to have a to be continued on the middle of somewhere podcast history is my mother, my own <laughs> mother, Karen. And she hasn't been back. Can we no, also? I mean, but she... She was on two episodes. Can we also talk about how the audience probably thinks Ran is 60 years old because he's been like, you know, when everything cost a, a quarter and back when you could be punk rock. Ran is in his mid-30s. Ran is not a 65-year-old open micer. He, Ran's in his early 30s. I'm 38. I'm in my late 30s. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. I beg your pardon. I have a youthful, I have, I have good skin. Do you? Thanks, Barbara. Yes, I do. I'm not a very zitty or sweaty man, Sot. So let's get out of here on this one, because I know it's the one you're most enthused to tell. Car repair shop. God. God. Okay, so what you have to know is what the owner, the owner of uh, Go Bananas Comedy Club, my favorite, my home club, number one in my heart, uh, his name's Marty, and he... He fucking rules. He's he's one he's one of the nicest. He bought me a car so I could go on the road. Like the dude has helped me out exponentially. Go ahead, Chad, speak on it. It took <laughs> it took me seven years to realize Marty was the owner. That's how cool he is. Yeah, yep. yeah. He yeah. He's he's not. You like, have no clue he's the owner. No. It's fucking insane. He and he's always walking around, big smile on his face, laughing. It's uh, it's like something I've never seen, and I never ever thought he was the owner. Until someone was like, told me, and then I went, that Marty? Yeah, it, yeah, crazy. Because he's just, he was just, just a cool guy. He's he's one of the greatest of all time. I love Marty, and he. So I love the club so much that I began working when I first started stand up. I began working at the club, like on the grounds, doing maintenance. Meaning Marty was my boss every day. Like I caught, I caught that dude. What you have to know about Marty is he likes his he likes his French bulldog. He likes food that is filled with fat and salt and butter, but he's not a huge fat guy. He's just, he loves really good food only. I mean, we all do, but right. he, he like literally won't do anything for health. He insists. On <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. Yeah. He insists. One day I was sitting, eating lunch quietly with my headphones in at the bar uh, before it was opened. And Marty came in with a bag of food. This is how much he loves food. He came in with a giant bag of food. He didn't know anybody was in there. He looked into the bag of food and to himself, he went, yum, yum. So <laughs> that's, that's like the kind of dude he is. You know what I mean? I still call him yum, yum every time I see it. So he, so we're working on the maintenance because it's a big complex. If you've never been to Go Bananas, it's a, it's, it's got a bunch of businesses in it, but the comedy club is in the back. So we have some woods and, and we, We'll re we'll repave the parking lot potholes and so I would do stuff like that. One day, he's just for no reason. Marty goes, "We got to get that tree stump out of there." And I'm like, "What are you talking about? It's in the woods." And he goes, "Yeah, I'll just pull a car down." And I was like, "You can't rip it out with your BMW. That's insane." And he goes, "I'll go get my parents' car and do it." And I was like, 
don't they drive a Benz? And he goes, no, they just got a Land Rover. So Marty oh goes God. to his parents' house <laughs> and gets their new Land Rover. He shows up an hour and a half later. It's got a trailer hitch on it, a Land Rover. He's got a trailer hitch on a Land Rover and a jot, one of the biggest chains I've ever seen. It looked like a chain that would pull a ship out of the water. And it's me and one other guy. And he's like, he's like, all right, let's just put this chain around this, around this stump in the woods and I'm going to gun it. And we did. And he did. And that we've never seen that Land Rover ever again. <laughs> it immediately went to the shop. It's been five years. It's been five. <laughs> His parents bought a Land Rover. It's just in the shop for five years. That's how fucking hard he rules. He's the greatest of all time. <laughs> He's one of my favorite people in life. <laughs> oh man can you imagine being oh, his parents shit. his parents no, are like oh we just dropped 80 grand on a land rover so we could go out on dates we're retired this will be great oh what do you need it for marty i just need to use it for 10 minutes they're like great we love you we trust you <laughs> they've never <laughs> driven that fucking thing that's awesome <laughs> it's one of the greatest things i've ever witnessed it made a noise and he went that's not good and then we never saw it again <laughs> it's probably now worth like forty dollars <laughs> oh shit oh ran um we're going to see you again on the episode right after this episode. Do you just want to tell everybody what your Instagram is? At Ran Barnaclo. <laughs> Try it out. B-A-R-N-A-C-L-O. Ran as in yeah. run, but a different tense. Yeah, pass. And I ran. That's the one. I ran so far away. See you in a few minutes, Can Marie gets late. Okay. What? Oh, bummer. Hey. <laughs> I got to go. Hey, if you guys like this, uh, there will be a new episode next Monday and every single Monday at 8 a.m. So click the subscribe button so your phone sends it to you without having to do any work.